You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 168, Leading by the Book. I want to share a verse in just a minute from the the book of Ezra. And uh, if you're a a Bible reader, you probably don't spend a whole lot of time reading the book of Ezra. But it is a fascinating book. Uh, Ezra and Nehemiah were actually uh, written about the same time. They kind of overlap. And you'll actually hear a lot of leadership teaching come from the book of Nehemiah. And it's just phenomenal. We'll probably do some teaching on that at some point. But uh, the book of Ezra and the book of Nehemiah really do go together. And Nehemiah... Uh, and Ezra, they they cover the period of time when the the Persians controlled the world, and they were allowing uh, Jews to migrate back to Palestine after they had been dispersed, after they had been exiled by the Babylonians. And so that's what's happening when you read Nehemiah and Ezra. You find Jews migrating back to. Uh, the land of their birth, or probably the land of their parents' or grandparents' birth. And while Nehemiah is focused on um, getting the wall built so that the city of Jerusalem would be protected, he's concerned with getting a government in place so that uh, people's basic needs can be taken care of and, and there's some uh, um, organization. Ezra was a, a Jewish religious leader. It says in Chapter 7, that he was a scribe skilled in the law of Moses that the Lord, the God of Israel, had given, and the king had granted him all that he asked for, for the hand of the Lord his God was with him. So a scribe was a, a Jewish religious expert, somebody who was, a, who was skilled in teaching and preaching the, the law of God. And so while Nehemiah was focused on getting the political infrastructure in place, Ezra was concerned about getting the the worship of Yahweh, the the worship of their God, back up and running. Uh, The temple, uh, of course, it had been destroyed, but the temple was the place where God lived. And so even though uh, the the system, the, the synagogue system was created during this exile and people would still come together, even in a foreign land, and worship, it just wasn't the same. And so Ezra, in this book, one of the things he talks about is what it's going to take to get the religious uh, life of the people back on track. And one of the things Ezra does is he teaches and he gives us some insight into what a Christian leader should look like. Now, I've got three things that I'm going to, I'm going to share a verse and then I'm going to share these three things with you. And they're, they're just absolutely vital for, for really anybody if they want to be an effective Christian leader. 
But before we do that, I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Miracles in Mark, and the video course that goes along with that book. Uh, Miracles in Mark is a, is a great uh, Bible study type book to take you through Mark's gospel, and I examine in detail each one of the supernatural things that Jesus does, each one of the miracles, each one of the healings that Jesus performs in the gospel of Mark. The gospel of Mark is the gospel of action. We don't find nearly as much of Jesus' teaching in the gospel of Mark as we do in Matthew or Luke or even in John. Mark is much more concerned with doing rather than saying. And so we, we dig into these things. The chapters are all fairly short. Uh, it's a perfect tool for you to jumpstart your own personal Bible study or to use in a, in a small group study. The video course that goes along with it is, is full of videos that accompany the course. There's uh, coursework. There's material included. Uh, there's even quizzes and exams. But it's one of those things that you can do at your own pace. So check it out. There'll be links in the show notes at davidspell.com. Well, all right. Let's jump back into leading by the book. And Ezra 7.10 says this, For Ezra had set his heart to study the law of the Lord, to do it, and to teach his statutes and rules in Israel. Now catch that. There's three things here. Study the law of the Lord, do it, and then teach it. And Ezra, by his own example, tells us what he expected from the religious leaders that he would be training to um, revive the religious life, the spiritual worship of the people returning to Palestine. And this verse gives us, even today, hundreds, thousands of years later, gives us some great insights, some great principles that every single leader should implement. And first of all, if we're talking about Christian leadership, God's Word should always be central in our lives. Uh, I mean, as a Christian, it should be something every day where we spend time in God's Word. And, you know, the people who say they don't enjoy reading the Bible, I, I just don't get it. I mean, it's to me, it's the most exciting book on the planet. And if I love God, if I want to know more about Him, if I'm in love with Him, how can I not love His Word and want to spend time in His Word? Um, so first of all, number one, Ezra said, says that he set his heart to study the law of the Lord. Well, you know, when we talk about studying the Scriptures... We can talk about meditation, we can talk about reading, and of course, study itself. Leaders can't get by on just a surface level reading of the Bible. We've got to dig in and study the scriptures to get the most out of them. Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president of the United States, said, Give me six hours to chop down a tree, and I'll spend the first four sharpening my axe. When we study and meditate and ponder and dig into God's Word, we're sharpening our tools for success in our lives, but also in our ministry. 
And you know, even even for those of us who uh, who would say we're Christian leaders, but maybe we work in the marketplace. We don't. We're not on staff of a church. We're not a pastor. But you know, God's word isn't just for the church. God's word should carry over into our everyday lives. It should carry over into our workplaces. For many years, I was I was a police officer for thirty years, and in the last uh, ten or so years of those of my career, I was in management. And, and I always tried to manage and lead according to the principles of God's Word. That doesn't mean I'm preaching at people, but it means I try to treat people the way the Bible says that we should treat them. I tried to serve them. What did Jesus say? He said, the Son of Man didn't come to, to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And if you want to be a, a, a leader, you've got to be a servant first. And there's so many great principles that we can take and apply to our leadership, whether we're in church or whether we're in, in our in our business. So study the Word. And then it says that uh, not only study the law of the Lord, but also to do it. You know, the greatest thing that any Christian leader can do is be a Christian. Let me say that again. This is so this is so deep and profound. The greatest thing that any Christian leader can do is simply be a Christian. It doesn't do us any good to preach and teach God's Word if we don't live it. In our daily lives, in our jobs, in our families, in our marriages, and in our relationships, and the way we treat our subordinates, there should be no doubt about the fact that we are a disciple of Jesus Christ. Of all people, we must make sure that we're not just hearers of the Word, but we're doers of the Word. We, we live our lives according to the principles of Scripture. And this is not always popular. It's not politically correct. But it doesn't negate the fact that if you're a Christian, you and I are called to live by God's Word. And we should be looking for ways to implement the principles of Scripture in our lives. Whether we're on staff of a church, or whether we're uh, the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, or whether we're a, a, a supervisor of a team of creatives, um, or we work in the IT industry, or whatever it is that we do, we should be looking for opportunities to live out God's Word. Uh, there's nothing... There's nothing worse than, than that person who, who says that they're a Christian, but then they don't act like a Christian in their interpersonal relationships. They don't act like a Christian in the way they lead. They don't act like a Christian in the way we, you know, they treat people. Now, that doesn't mean that, that you don't do what you have to do as a boss or a supervisor. Um, that, that's not what we're talking about. Yes, there are times when you need to have those difficult conversations. Yes, there are times when you need to bring correction and, 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 and do, do what you need to do as, as a supervisor. Yes, that means there are times when you're even going to probably have to fire people because they're not doing their job. But even then, it can be done in a way that brings honor and glory to God and seeks to bring uh, the best for that person that you're dealing with. So live by the Word. Study the Word. Do the Word. And then Ezra says, uh, he set his heart to teach the statutes and rules in Israel, to teach the law. 
You know, one of the requirements for leadership that the Apostle Paul gave, you know, the Apostle Paul planted at least 12 churches that we know of from Acts, but it was probably a much higher number than that. But of all the churches that he planted, he he wrote and he he gave requirements and guidance for, for establishing leaders in the church. And one of the requirements that he gave, he said that the, the leader must be able to teach. The leader, the overseer, the whatever the position was, they must be able to teach. And that's in 1 Timothy 3, 2. You know, every leader and every person who serves in church is not called to be a preacher or teacher. You may be happy serving in whatever role you're serving in your church, and you know you're not called to be the pastor, you're not called to be the preacher or teacher, but that doesn't mean that you're off the hook. Paul says that everybody should be able to teach. What does that mean? Well, you may not be up on the stage teaching, but if you're a leader, you are required to be teaching others how to do your job. Whatever role you play in your church, whatever role you play in your business or your company, you need to be able to teach other people how to do that job as well. One of the roles that I served at the, the, the police department in, in my last few years, I actually taught uh, part-time in the police academy, teaching management and supervision, leadership, communication. But before that, years before that, when I was a, a much younger officer, uh, I found myself as a field training officer. And they assign you you know, a new officer right out of the academy, and you have to teach them how to do the job. And they'll ride with you for a few weeks, and you have to basically teach them everything that they need to know. And I found this was great experience um, for myself, because, of course, when you teach, you learn more. But it also honed my teaching skills, because you've got somebody who's never been in this job before, and now you're teaching them how to do things. You're teaching them how to make life-and-death decisions. So teaching is so important. And if you're in any leadership role, you have to be able to teach. You may not be getting up in front of a classroom and teaching. You may not be getting up in front of the church and teaching, but you have to be able to teach and to teach others. But also as Christians, you know, as if we're going to fulfill Jesus's last command, and of course, if, if you're a Jesus follower, you know Jesus's last command is the Great Commission. And he said, make disciples of all nations teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. Well, that's for everybody. That's just not for special people. That's just not for pastors. That's for everybody. Make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. And so part of our job as Christians is sharing the gospel. And that may mean actually teaching. Because let's face it, there's a lot of misconceptions about God and Jesus and the Bible and sometimes just sitting down with somebody over coffee or over a meal and answering questions and being able to share and, 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 and kind of correct some of those misconceptions, that's part of what teaching is. So developing the ability to share the gospel in a simple, easy-to-understand way, that, that's a skill that every Christian must have. Every Christian needs to be able to teach. So let's go back over these real quick. The verse was, For Ezra had set his heart 
to study the law of the Lord, to do it and to teach his statutes and rules in Israel. We said so for, for a Christian leader, it's vital that we be people, men and women, who study God's word. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be granted to you. It's in John 15, 7. So we want to get God's word inside of us. Paul said in Romans 12 that, that we renew our minds according to God's word. God's word renews our mind. Hebrews 4.12 said that the word of God is living and active and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It, it, in 2 Timothy 3.16 it says all scripture is inspired and it's profitable for teaching, training, reproof. So we want to study God's word and get it inside of us because it's going to make such a difference. But then we're also called to do God's word, to live it, to be a Christian. We can't teach God's word if we're not going to live God's Word. Let's apply it in our lives. Let's live the Christian life and how we treat others and in the decisions that we make in our daily lives. And then number three, teach the Word. You may not be a teacher, but you're still required to be able to teach, to, to impart God's Word to other people in a simple, easy-to-understand way, but also in a, in a leadership setting, teaching others how to do your job. Well, studying, doing, and teaching God's Word. Which one of these would you say that's your biggest struggle? I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Um, these, these three principles are so simple, yet they're so profound. But which one do you struggle with? I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com. Leave your question or comment in the comment section for today's post. While you're there, make sure you, subs- you sign up to get my free newsletter. Just drop your email address in there and you won't miss a single issue and you also get my subscribers only newsletter that I send out once a month so let's stay in touch well friends until next time this is David Spell encouraging you to study the word do the word and teach the word